0: I'm heavy breathing. This is a That's soft. <laughs> <laughs> For a change, I think have run up. This is this <laughs> Most interviews, all I can hear is James going. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a good <laughs> point. That's a good point. <laughs> it's not
0: that bad. It's like when you're really, really, really drunk and you're trying to get home, and all I can hear is yourself breathing over your door key. Saw
1: that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's,
0: like, no, it's, it's too real. <laughs> it's it's exactly, real. That's exactly. the last sound of your night. There's, a, few, you
1: there's a future in
0: Foley for me, like. <laughs> definitely. Uh, <Last>, uh, <laughs> you kind of, and you're like, ah, oh, strong key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start adding up where did all my money go? I paid
3: pay two pound on a bus. I've, and I've, I've never had that because I never t- touched a drop in my life. The bridge. <laughs> <laughs> last episode. Last episode. We have a guest, yes.
4: Connor. Um, it's me. It's you. You're here. <laughs> <laughs> I finally made it. You did. It's this, actually quite poignant. It's been a
3: long, a, long, a long appointment, and then you, you just haven't managed to fulfil it, and then Wes has made you come in.
4: Not so much on the radio, just, just, no, it's just where to be in life, really. Course-wise.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, Connor's been through quite a lot, actually, getting here
3: to this point, I would say. Yeah. And the point is, you've graduated now. Well, you've well,
0: you well, you submit, you submitted. You've submitted. Yeah, so you know. we can Probably. still ruin his life a little bit.
3: Uh, <laughs> so how's it feeling
4: um elation really is
3: the only, <laughs> elation's a great word. yeah
4: i mean i finished uni and then shortly after went away for my birthday and uh you know while well, it's just a relaxing weekend for my birthday and while i was there it was just like i have nothing to worry about like usually while you're at uni you've you're, you're doing something relaxing but you're always thinking oh what is it what is it i've got to do I've got this i've got that and I just, just literally, I just spent the time just actually relaxing. It was but nice. It hasn't been a typical journey for you either, though, Connor, has it? No, I mean, up until this point of relaxation, it's been somewhat stressful, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you've, had,
3: you've you've had a difficult few years in uni, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's just,
4: yeah. From from the outset, uni hasn't really been the best experience for me. But it wasn't just uni, though, right? It was related to health issues and things. Yeah, like no, this. I mean, there's a lot of outside influences that affected how uni panned out for me. But um, oh man, I never never really wanted to go to uni in the first place. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of uh, external pressure to go to uni or expectation to go to uni.
3: Just from what college or family or uh, stuff well, college
4: like. college definitely like as uh, the coach to sixth form. Don't know if I'm allowed to. Of course, say no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't say. Don't say. Try not to say personally. As we can you can generalize, but yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah. So at sixth form. There was a, a lot of pressure there to, like, go into uni because it's got a bit of a reputation for high qualifications and stuff.
3: It's all part of their league tables, right?
4: Yeah, How many really?
3: people leave their courses and go into
4: uni? Exactly, exactly. Were
0: you guys aware of that at the time? Did it feel like it was for their own league table benefit, or did you, um, did I, you think they were trying to help,
4: you know? You know, it did, it did come across as helpful. I mean, I had a few teachers I got quite friendly with, like, in the sense that they knew me, I knew them. And, um...
0: Could tell you the truth a bit like
4: and like yeah, you know, like they said I was fit for uni, you know, I could do it. It definitely opened doors in terms of my career prospects and stuff. Yeah. Um But yeah, you know, at the end of the day they are just trying to get their table results on there. It's a it's a factor.
3: And the question is how how Ethically, like how kind of unbiased can you be if it's a factor that mm. weighs upon every single party in that sense? Yeah, not definitely. And uh, but I do think there's an, there's a there's an issue about our area, which is that you know a lot of people do have to go to uni to go and go into it because apprenticeships have kind of ended. Mm. Mm. But but. um there does, I think, there does need to be a bit of a revisitation to: is it should everyone be going to uni? Because I mean, of course, in the nineties, they just kind of said, "Oh, it's a magical fifty percent," and I don't know that that's right. Yeah, well, there, definitely but. because
4: university degrees. I remember growing up seeing like the families you visited who had children or whoever who had graduated university mm. always had their photos up on the walls yeah, and stuff, right, and it was like yeah. a prestigious <laughs> achievement. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. But now it seems like the the go to almost. You follow that path if you want to avoid going into the world of work because right. it's another couple of years, three years, postponing real life. Just, just, for a just, bit. just putting it off. Yeah. So how come you I see, it, feel like that now? Sorry,
3: sorry, no, yeah, no. <clears throat> yeah. well, your you cool question it was a great one. Do you still feel like that now? Was it a good way of postponing real life?
4: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I mean, <laughs> um, for me, for me, it wasn't ever going to be like postponing anything. It was, it was a case of I wanted to be in the best position, and uh, it did seem, especially when I said, read the prospectus and stuff. Like this was gonna be what would put me in the best stead mm-hmm. to progress in my career.
0: Did you apply to other institutes or was it always gonna be Bournemouth, sorry?
4: I only applied to Bournemouth. I applied for two courses at Bournemouth. Okay. Uh, media production and radio.
0: But um Any yeah. reason you didn't apply anywhere else? It's just where you wanted to go? I with.
4: mean, well when I've, again when I read the prospectus, Bournemouth saying like it's a centre of excellence for media and stuff and I was just mm. like, you know, this 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 is like the dream. Like I think I think the uh the The grade boundary to get into media production was slightly higher than radio, so uh, media production was my first choice, and radio was my fallback. And um, sorry, and uh, dream versus reality. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) what's so? so, No, that's what I'm interested in. Yeah, well, no, to be honest, to be honest, I would, I would absolutely. um, when I've explained to people before. I've said like on the prospectus, you've got people sat in little groups on the grass and stuff you know you know it's all fake there's a beach you know which you is know, about exactly.
3: three or four <laughs> miles away and i haven't seen fake. it for about two or three months just to yes. give
4: just to give some context
0: here, poor connor has had to listen to me sitting in dylan's which is the student union bar here for the last two hours <laughs> and it, not drinking the guy <laughs> lemonades <clears throat> and the guys um you're easily tired and then you've got to put up with me as well connor and we, we've probably had most of the chats you wanted to have on air in the bar right, <laughs> so, so, right. so so what what where do i start? Really? Yeah, let, let's talk about um I think what was interesting that you spoke about was the your experience of the course in terms of clicks and um because of some of the health issues you had being away from the course and coming back in you found it quite hard to you you said something that i hope is not true that you said you didn't make a single friend on the course.
4: Well, to be honest, like I did I did make friends at the beginning. When it when it comes to freshers and you've got a load of people fresh out of college and you're all having drinks, you're enjoying this new you're allowed to drink kind of scenario. And you're all drinking together and you've got the people that live together and you just kind of immediately fall into these patterns of friends and stuff. And so every every little group is a little group of five people here, six people there, three people there, whatever. That's your then your friends and I, I've seen it. I've seen it kind of progressing through uni that those people stay in those groups. You know, I don't know from that early on. Is that yeah. formative, yeah. You and see, that, that's that's what was very
0: interesting for us because we were saying in the second semester of second year of our course we let people choose, thinking that it's going to be all mixed up by skill sets. But what the guys were saying in the bar earlier, and it might not be true for everyone because it's a big course, right? Was that people still went back to their friendship, and that that is as uh, random as. This is the person you yeah. stood beside when you signed on to ask be you. This is the person you sat beside in your very first lecture, who you're now living with in a house.
2: Yeah.
4: Absolutely. In my in my experience from just, just looking at the groups, I know from not being part of them, <laughs> who's in what group. And you know, like it is it is ninety percent of the time it's just friends. Very rarely on skill set.
3: I I in some ways I'm not sure that it changes later on either. <laughs> no, because I mean you kind of go to the people that you know and all of these oh, other things. Enough, but sure. but the, but the, the sad thing is, is that um, what well, we've had we've we've been increasingly having discussions about how much of a lottery it ends up, what seminar group you end up in, and all these other stuff, and then the impact of seeing one another's work and what it means and all this other stuff. That, I mean, that's almost like turning around and saying that your uni trajectory is decided in like the first sort of you know a few weeks of arriving in that sense and then and then it's almost like a sort of decision made you do you're in the crowd or you're not in the crowd or you're an outsider of it and that's
0: this is this would be probably potentially impossible answer like but how much of it do you think was your own um mindset of feeling outside already and then coming back to a whole new bunch of because it's a big group right it's 120 people all of a sudden you've got to land back in and you've you know you've been in and out of hospital and you've got all that stuff that Mm. was going on. Yeah, yeah. So did you, you know, do you think, was the effort on you, was it on them, was
4: it like... I mean, I'm the kind of person who just, I'm really, I want to improve myself. So I don't rely so much on other people, like, in terms of friendships and stuff. Like, it's just me and my missus living in my house and that's basically all I have in Bournemouth. So outside of university, I don't really have these interactions. So, again, like, I see all the cliques forming and them all sticking together. But for me, it didn't didn't affect me so much. I mean, it would have been so nice to have some friends here. Like, I always thought that I'd come to uni, like I was saying about the prospectus, I'd be sitting in my little group on the grass, even though that's (laughs) highly, highly unlikely. But I'd be sitting or have a group of friends who would then be, like, my friends for life. And I just don't feel like I've got that.
3: Did that happen in college? and then and then like you know it didn't it didn't repeat itself here or i mean i've never is it about scale or size i've or? never
4: i've never had like a massive friends group i mean i've had since like we'll probably get into it later but since my diagnosis you kind of like i've worked out who my friends are and that was in my first year of college mm. and um there's a small group of people who i would consider like close friends mm mm-hmm. And that's all I've really needed. I still text those now, even yep. though they're back in Essex. But like, it's fine. We still got that friendship. And I just thought maybe I'd make like one or two more close friends. I'm not. I'm not about like having a massive group of people. What I want is like genuine, sincere friendships. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just didn't seem to be able to achieve that. I don't know whether that's through fault of my own or like I said, through the clicks or through...
3: And what? other people have expressed that they have had it or are you just observing from outside thinking... Oh, are you I'm still seeing that, that prospectus
4: having... photo
0: that you're not part of, you know, maybe they're stressed out in, within that photo? Yeah,
3: are we selling something that actually doesn't happen to anybody <laughs> yeah. in that sense? Do you see well, what I mean?
4: Like, let's like, let's be honest, anyone... like, the prospectus is always, like, the ideological For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, here's me and my international friends having a good yeah, life. exactly, so. exactly. Here's, here's everyone I've met, like, yesterday and now we're best mates. <laughs> And none of them are ugly. <laughs> oh, <convenient. laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, no, like like I said, there are real people in the world like me who don't sit in groups of people. I'm actually kind of I'm actually ones. kind of
0: sorry that we didn't do this just with you, man, because you've got a lot to talk about, and this hour is going to become chaotic because James' second years have done a screening, and it's going to yeah. get a bit noisy and loud. Like, mm. but I do want to before we open the door to the rest of the guys. You, you said we might talk about it later, but your your diagnosis you talked about. You so said we might speak a little later if you don't mind.
4: Um, yeah, so basically, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis at 17 while I was still at college. Right. Uh, ended up having to reset another year of college for that. So I was already a year behind. Like a lot of people I found coming in at university a year later, but they'd had a year out to chill. I'd been working the whole time, just struggling. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I, 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 I actually yeah.
0: got to say you're doing very well man. we're 12 minutes in and you haven't swore once. <laughs> yeah, no. that's good for me. Connor's usually shouting and ball at me. like goes, I'm not going to be I'll <laughs> call you this <laughs> podcast, man. <laughs> because...
4: <laughs> good. No, this, is, this is a professional environment. But
0: the, DMS is a family... Tell me about the tattoo on your arm. So
4: describe it for someone so on radio. My, a, it's a
0: cross with...
4: Yeah, so I've got a, um, I've got a cross with an orange ribbon over it. Um, basically, the cross is the last piece of jewellery my granddad bought my mum before he died, and he also happened to have MS as well. There's no link there, by the way. What age did he die? Purely coincidental. He died at 55 Right. Uh, on my first day of school. No um, way. Which was great, oh. yeah. Wow. <laughs> my educational influence died on my first day of school. The irony is painful. Dang.
0: But, <laughs> man, you're, you know... You've just gone
3: through uni, so, like... You yeah, you like,
0: did, did, so did, did very well. He'd be so proud, mate. Yeah,
3: yeah, right. Exactly. Thank you.
4: exactly Thank you. <laughs> I did well there. I usually cry whenever I talk about him. But. Well, it, it, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: it's we'll just... have a whiskey later in. Yeah, yeah. What was his name? Let's honour his memory. What was his name? Uh, Michael
3: Moore. What? This is to Michael.
0: Yeah, it's Michael really Moore. hard not to make a joke, Me- man. Sorry, media career was meant to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah Michael yeah. Moore, the documentary.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I actually would love us to have a broader discussion about disability in this podcast, if that's okay, because it's a passionate thing of, of mine, of because of my partner, but also uh, it's becoming increasingly important. Around uh the films that people make and the products that people do and, and, and it 's a kind of a go to thing and then people make kind of you know movies and everything else i 'm going to open the door in two seconds because we 've got a gang of people but it's actually it relates to the screenings it relates to other stuff I, I think that disability representation of disability is something that we really need to discuss because increasingly um I think that that it's it's almost like something as a go-to that people have done. And in actual fact, I, for the first time ever I've had students offended by another year's worth of work because they presented something in one way that was based a lot of assumptions. On, though, yeah. Well, you know, what, what I think is
4: interesting is like the uh, the whole snowflake kind of mm. movement which just being offended by everything generally yeah. people around my age. Yeah. But I I can um, you know you got you got to take a step back and appreciate right what's happened before was a different era right was a different social kind of climate yeah um but now with this whole kind of everyone needs to be included has mm. shone a light on disability before i didn't really think so much that disability would be a part of my media career But I've ended up doing my grad project on my own disability, okay. which is hard for you, right? Because you didn't want to admit and that. I had, had to this kind open of up of, there about yeah. a lot of stuff that I don't talk to anyone okay. about, okay. which I think was actually Where's quite beneficial right? for me. I was me.
3: about to say it could be quite cathartic in that sense, yeah, but uh, that. not only for you, but for other people who don't feel as if they're represented within other mm. fields as well. Well,
0: one of the key things Connor said to me earlier was that, like, he felt like he couldn't admit there was a problem because then you're not a man. You know, there's, yeah. this, there's mm. this thing to be strong, and yeah. you know.
4: So mm. so yeah. So basically, what what happened was is the. Uh, the MS somewhat got the better of me. Had the upper hand okay. for a bit. Okay. And I was on this, um, I was in this second floor flat, which I was saying to Wes, to get to was like four flights of fire exit stairs <laughs> out the back. And that's just not realistic for me. Mm. And so I, they reached a point where I was literally trapped in the flat mm-hmm. because I couldn't I couldn't do it. And, um, you know, and then when you spend time alone, you start thinking and then right. your thoughts start building right. up and building up. Right. And, uh, yeah, it got to a point where it it got pretty bad and uh, I ended up overdosing on my medication oh jeez but um, yeah that that was that was a pretty low point for sure but uh, then I then I I don't want to say it was beneficial but coming away from uni after that right um, basically I I did that and then I went straight back home to my mum and Mm -hmm. I stayed out of uni and um, completed my course from home Mm mhm and uh, i think that was beneficial for me just to be back around my That's family why right. so good to kind of them yeah right
3: <laughs> well connie you started off by saying that you were interested in radio and everything else yeah there's a group of people outside that are going to come in and everything else. How about you and Wes drive? Basically, this isn't planned, by the way, by anyone else. But uh, I've had quite a lot to drink, and uh, I'm going I'm <laughs> go to. Just give some t- context, I'm gonna, I'm by gonna... the
0: way. James has just come from the second year screening, yeah. And there's going to be a lot of Connor just sent something quite poignant and deep and For meaningful. Sure. No. <laughs> and you've got a leery group of people in the corridor, <laughs> right? Right. I agree. So in context, we address all audiences. We do. <laughs> before you go, James, and before we wrap that up, man, because that was a massive thing to say and admit on air. Um, was the sense the next day were you happy that you didn't succeed or were you kind of
4: were you like Jesus, i was drunk i shouldn't have tried that Oh, I'll be absolutely honest and prepare a sheep here i i felt like absolute like no. sh- no. i mm. i I'd, I'd consumed a lot of medication and <laughs> a uh, hell of a hangover <laughs> you know it was yeah it was it was a serious well, when you trick. say
0: medication what was it was it like antidepressants
4: uh, yeah so i was on antidepressants i had pills at the time for to help my multiple sclerosis, right? And you, you chewed them all down with like water or milk. I or just cheese? smashed them all down. Uh, I was uh, drinking uh, vodka. Apolo-
3: Apologies, like <laughs> I had no, I, I hadn't interpreted it to mean that you had intentionally done it. Yeah, it yeah. was in, I had interpreted it to mean that yeah, you I had know. been dealing with I, flights of stairs and that you had done that. So, no, you, no he was trapped in
4: that bloody. Then, you know, I, I
3: mean, i man,
4: it's pretty steep. Well. It's but like um, the, you're, you're you
3: finished the course. You're, you're finished yeah, you finished the
4: course. I mean, as and as you're actually, using as an inspiration.
0: Variety. You've already made a, yeah, yeah, a person. You've already yeah. piloted a personal documentary yeah. about it. I and mean, we were talking yeah. about in the pub that you're going to use that energy to help wow. other people and speak yeah. out to other people. That's what,
4: that's what I want to do because ultimately, like the the idea, the the basis for my oh. documentary that I did was ended up being on me rather than interviewing celebrities with MS. Yeah. <laughs> and what what I wanted to do was then actually show that people with disabilities lead normal lives yeah right yes. proud of you man you yes. know, you know yeah, we, we can achieve stuff because right. there, is, there is the idea that the only dis- disabled people who make it onto TV are the ones that have it so bad mm, so, so, yeah, so yeah, bad right. oh, yeah, or exactly. like the blind people that climb Mount Everest you know <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one it's people or another yeah, and yeah. what I wanted to do is try and create something that's kind of like middle ground right? but um, daily still entertaining <laughs> in a sense <laughs> well helpful at least though. yeah
3: I'm going to open the door, because we've got some well guests. Well, well. Uh, st- sit, Here's
4: a lot of smelly sit, film students.
0: Sit, sit where you are. because <laughs> They're like, going to be all very positive, to by watch the way. Well, they've had a this great screening. So and I'm going to
1: so be... We'll hear all the thank you, James. Thank you, James.
0: So in the meantime, while all these combination of gingers and filmmakers and...
1: Do <laughs> <This is laughs> so I get to switch seats oh, or I am I staying here? No, you can stay yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody so, introduce
0: right. each other. So we've got oh, some oh, familiar faces hello. to me. So i have not, oh, so I've not never been non familiar. None familiar to Connor. <laughs> Make sure you guys <laughs> grab a mic or something and yeah. don't leave that on tap. You won't today. get arrested. It's going to be like a just little
5: bit like of a group. Hello. I want to
3: start backing us on to what we just discussed. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, oh, it's all all Hello. Big, are yeah, we live? We're live. It's all Hi. live. We've we've been discussing uh, important stuff in here, uh, uh, which we've never covered in the podcast. So disability, and the fact that like it's it's something obviously is, you know close to my heart for obvious reasons. But I it, it upset different people at different points across the course representations of disability, mm. because it seems to be a go to thing for lots of different people, regardless of whether they had disability or not. I'm not using it as a cheap segue it's a genuine kind of like what do we need to do we need to kind of you know what what how do we get that across how do you teach the ways in which we go about doing that you know that sort of addressing the things that are passionate and are careful to us but at the same time not appropriating someone else's style
0: can I answer that question very quickly go for we it. can't we're not disabled well somebody no, somebody I, some, I, I shouldn't please. be speaking for somebody else for sure. And it's people like Connor, and whether it's a mental disability or physical disability. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that with any disrespect to your no, point, by the way, because you've got a personal connection man, to for it. Sure. But a, a student of mine um, made a film, and she was really annoyed with people always. Uh, well, we well, we were trying to come up with a name for it, like, and we ended up with the name I'm Able, because she was fed up with people almost. I don't know what the disabled version of mansplaining was. We were trying to get to that word
1: because
0: <laughs> people would not grab the top. They wouldn't... They clearly see you can't reach the top shelf in a supermarket, but they're not helping you. Like, you are just kind of going... They're staring at you and stuck and... Mm. You know, so we're trying to get to that space, and I don't think, with all due respect, it's a good question to ask, but I don't think we should, we should be the ones. Well, to... we
3: had the discussion earlier in the marketing thing about like, do you need to have been a certain sexuality in order to do something, and and ah. and and, and do, do, can only gay people act as gay uh, characters, or can a gay person act as a straight actor? So there's lots of different discussions. It's a big. See, that big seems discussion.
4: that seems like the point I was about to make is, uh, I know a lot of disabled people or disabled people with voices get upset online about able-bodied people playing disabled people in film yeah. and I I really don't know where I stand on that because like obviously at the end of the day that is a world-class actor you've got there but <laughs> they don't know what it's like they can they can portray the physical symptoms or whatever but they don't I don't feel like they can get behind the role as much as they can in other positions it's kind
0: of a creative take on something though in terms of Um, does anyone really playing any character know really what they would feel, do you know what I mean? Mm. I think the question is, would you be annoyed that an able-bodied person was playing disabled in terms of just that level of, you know, do you have a right to, do you have a, you know...
4: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't put it down to right. I wouldn't say anyone doesn't have the right to play a person with MS. Mm. I just think, in order to come across in, like, the way, like, an organic way you'd have someone, or mm-hmm. not even an MS specifically, but in order to have like an organic character with a disability, you'd have someone with said disability playing that role. Jack. Yeah, yeah oh, okay, <laughs> hello. Just, You've been Jack, looking at Jack, me, I'll see, you, I'll see you in 45 minutes. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <I'm just laughs> J- James's J- J- been looking at me, but <laughs> hello.
6: Um, yeah, so I have Asperger's syndrome. Uh, apparently that's the thing that's important. But, um, uh, <laughs> so yeah, ba- basically... Um, uh, I kind of agree with Wes, but I also don't agree because don't agree, Wes. yeah, because um, on the other hand, like I, I, I've, I mean, I hate Rain Man for a start. Oh, sorry, um,
0: definitely five, definitely, uh, definitely
6: forty-two. Yeah, I made a film about how I hate Rain Man. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, and uh, I think also, oh, I love that we're talking about autism. It's my favourite subject. Um, uh, <laughs> you you wanted the mic, you uh, got the mic, Jack. The mic. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I, I think um, there are a lot of things, especially contemporary things that have like there's a series called atypical that netflix produced uh, about a guy with asperger's syndrome and apparently they turned away people with asperger's syndrome at the casting uh, there was a side character who had asperger's um, and he was a comic relief character and it was kind of we were meant to be making fun or we were meant to find him funny for having the disability whereas the protagonist is more of like a kind of he's learning how to fit in with I guess, like, people who don't have Asperger's. But, um, no, I'd say I would say I think it's changed slightly over the course of, like, what I made my film in second year, my opinion, I guess, in the sense of, like... So back then I made a conscious decision to act in it because I couldn't find a character, a character an actor with Asperger's. Whereas now I kind of think acting isn't about um, necessarily embodying the, f- I guess you want to embody it in some sense, but you're not actually the thing, or else you wouldn't be an actor. It's kind of like if you're playing a fireman, you're not a fireman. I think you have to do a lot of research. I think you have to do a, sh- a lot of research. You can, you can <laughs> yeah. Say, S- on, Hello, yeah, you gotta a Sharon research. is the name yeah. of the sheep, <laughs> for- <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, you've, <laughs> yeah, you've, you've got to do so much research. I think it's more disrespectful if you approach people ask for feedback and then you don't employ it or you don't kind of use it um and it's i mean i don't know it's it's a personal thing where, like i think you've got to you've got to seriously peer assess your work when you're acting in something if you want to interview people and i think if you're writing something of that kind of genre if you want to talk about those things i think you also have to have an understanding because i think half of the battle is actors being bad and the other part of the battle is writers writing really poor representations Mm. because i think you can't really blame actors about blame like rain man for instance the character is basically just a tool for the protagonist tom cruise to Mm. grow as a person but the the character with autism doesn't grow at all he's the same person at the end he's just kind of been used for the progress of every other character so i think you've got to start treating people with disabilities as people instead of just kind of like disabilities that you can kind of throw around as like playing cards almost
0: but are we making the mistake of presuming that because media and Hollywood doesn't treat people with disabilities as people that everyone's doing it on a ground level because I was talking to someone the other day about getting back to story because I need a new monster I'm (laughs) sick of zombies and vampires and blah, blah. And I was talking to this producer who just came back from Cannes. He goes, no, I, I want to make a new thing. Like, and he goes, no, no, but the next thing they want is, is zombies versus social media. He's like, no, no, I need a new thing. So even if you were uh, the person that wrote a great dis- disabled movie, mm. you would come up and go, well, actually, you know, uh, Brad Pitt's hot again. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they want they want a viewership. Like, So mm. maybe a lot of what we think is being ignored. Yeah is Actually, because no, because there's a cash like you know, you make something for Channel 5 oh, Danny Dyer can narrate it, like you know what I mean. So, maybe I don't know. Can I interject for a second, please? Do. Uh, yeah, cause, um, oh, so
7: yeah, because um, so who are you the to interject? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> introduce so, yourself, lads. Uh, so hi, I'm Matt, and um, so from a young age, I was also diagnosed with autism spectrum yeah. disorder, and um, I don't have as much of a problem with Rain Man, I think, for, for a couple of reasons, like, um, one. Uh, It was made at a time when autism wasn't very well understood, I think. It was just coming into the limelight, I think, as a thing that people in the mainstream were understanding. So naturally, you know, people would have very basic assumptions on what it was, which is why the character of Rain Man is this sort of very exaggerated, sort of disabled character. And also I think autism spectrum disorder is a very wide... You know, it's on a very wide spectrum, so people... You know, some people will be like Rain Man, but some people will be more high-functioning, you know, like myself or you, Jack. So I think I I don't have a problem with the film. I have a problem with people thinking that all people are like Rain Man who have that disorder. I think that's that's the misconception that we should avoid. I think that is
6: something that I think I've done an injustice in talking about Rain Man is the fact that people... Rain Man was the beginning of a conversation about autism, which mm. previously wouldn't have been had
7: however i and I agree with yeah, you in the sense yeah. that the impact it has has been somewhat negative because all yeah. a lot of films following it have portrayed autism in the same way, yeah. you know showing that the character is you know unable to communicate communicate at all with other people, mm. whereas they they should explore the spectrum a bit more broadly i think yeah. um.
3: We have oh god, <laughs> we have a woman in the room, oh, and uh, and I'm conscious that actually one of our most popular podcasts has been about group work, and I think both disability and also um, gender are stuff that everyone just kind of goes oh no we live in an equal world now we don't have to really do anything about this, and then just kind of plough on like the patriarchy just kind of well no we're fine everything we mm-hmm. we 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 have five of us in the group we all, we're all equal and yeah and yeah it doesn't necessarily work that way um uh how do we go about one addressing these issues around uh fairness around well not um I mean, it's not just about gender it's actually about it's about disability it's about people being at diff- even people at different levels in their own experience of what it is that they're doing you know because i think that the temptation is for people who go yeah i've already done this just hog hog the space and leave a lot of other people out Oh, let's start with Carrie because <laughs> she's the honorary woman here in the room. Uh, wow,
8: well, surrounded by I don't the know sausage You're fat, the one percent. I'm going to have to look, speak up
3: for me. We <laughs> try. <laughs> but, right, I'm okay, great. Look at the cake.
8: Um, I came in here in a very celebratory mood, <laughs> like two drinks in after this wonderful screening of films, and then you have me talking. What are you talking serious
0: about, for James? <laughs> right. Okay.
8: <laughs> I think it's 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 sort of what you um, what you pointed out Jack doing your research but also having the conversation um, you know constantly putting people together seeing other people's perspectives um, that's gonna be part of that conversation right because if you just you know flock to the people who see the world your way then you're never gonna right be able to see it through well, somebody else that what, what's happening more man, people
4: waiting co- so sorry sorry to interrupt yeah. but um basically that's what that's what i was trying yeah. to say is it's not so much like knowing it's more understanding Absolutely. so when i was saying about like a disabled person yeah fulfilling the disabled role yeah they'd understand like the audience as yeah. well you could have feedback on the script you know for whatever it's worth and i feel like in a world the world we are now is where everyone wants to be respected, everyone yeah. deserves to be respected. And I feel like the best way to do that is if there's actual that conversation that you're talking yeah. about. But, but I think a, it starts um, an actual understanding.
8: I think it starts with the awareness that you need to get that conversation going, right? And yeah. and and that you have to get that other person person's perspective in order to, to get that understanding. Because if we take it out of the, you know, more contentious space and say, like, you know, can a an astrophysicist only be played by an astrophysicist? I mean, I think we would all agree that the answer is no, right? Because Absolutely. there's also the yeah. the, the um, you know, the, the, the beautiful um, space of acting involved. But I think once you get into those more sensitive Spaces, and all of a sudden, we think that it needs to be an accurate representation of what we think something is. And what is that even? I don't even understand.
4: I think you, I think know, you what... hit the nail on the head there. Like when it becomes more of a personal thing, right. it, it becomes exactly. more of a personal thing. Exactly. And, uh, what
3: is, uh, from an international perspective there, Luca? <laughs> Sorry, because 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 the other thing we haven't done on but the bridge. You're well, claudia yeah, it's, uh, because we've never had international students on here. Sort of turning around and going, what's it for, like from Irish? I'm representing the international. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, wow. well, Wolf no, so apparently not. People. Apparently the Irish and everyone. Uh, I'm
2: gonna. I'm <laughs> just gonna. Uh, the door is
1: locked. Oh, just more gonna, students. students. How do you find group work? Yeah.
0: oh how did I find group? where are you from Luca uh,
2: I'm from Romania Romania and, uh, yeah that's Eastern Europe and for was,
0: was the Bournemouth University course the first time you came to England
2: uh, no no but first? it was the first time I, I lived in a foreign country and uh, a foreign country it's been good it's been bad I, I mean uh, I could <laughs> talk till tomorrow <laughs> give me three
0: goods and three bads
2: three goods very quickly uh, nice yep. IPAs <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> that's one bad or good <laughs> we have a beach <laughs> that's two goods yeah. delivery is amazing <laughs> okay <laughs> and now three bads three um, bads people don't uh, go 100% at university with their effort towards film um, the course was a bit too general I would have liked the more applied course but that may be me and uh, I don't have a third bed, I guess. So, so. your three negatives
0: for Cameo. the whole Cameo of England the were
2: the <laughs> thing in That's Cameo. the worst thing in England, is yes. that yes. England.
0: Can I just ask you very cheekily, what do you, how do you say sláinte? What? Like what's cheers in your country?
2: Norok, which roughly translates to in good luck. Norok? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sláinte. I was, I was expecting a representation talk. I was thinking of argument Have it, have it, have it. Have it, have it, have it. I think a representation, it, it's a very good example. Uh, the the whole debate between Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocketman, where one film pictures a very cisgendered, whitewashed version of Freddie Mercury's life and also takes a lot of liberties artistically, biographically. It's just...
0: It's BBC Sunday afternoon, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's it's fine, like it's okay.
2: It's mm. easy to swallow, it's DVD, easy to digest. It's good, look, yeah. Whereas Rocketman, I read an interview with Elton John where uh, he he explained that he wanted an extravagant film because his his <laughs> career was extravagant and that's what it boils down to, basically. I'm glad you said that because
0: I didn't know it was a musical. And I went yesterday. I was like, oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was like, there's no way that Army Dad would sing, like you know. For me, like,
2: uh, uh, just okay. a final thought uh, with autism and the whole discussion before. Uh, for me, Jack's second year film was was quite eye opening because as a person who doesn't confront with this issue, you don't think about it. Uh, what is autism? Is it on a spectrum? I, I don't care. I, I I never think about that. Whereas, I just had the impression from Rain Man, Jack's film is a way more uh, real approach towards um, autism and how it relates to our everyday lives when you suffer from it. It it was very interesting and insightful. It's not all, I can communicate, uh, I'm uh, lost within my own world, as most doctors would say, and I I think that was amazing. It, It... started the conversation for me
0: yeah you touched on something very important as well is that everything the language is getting too quick people are stressed and depressed and on a spectrum very quickly you go no oh, hang on a minute you just you just have some responsibility right now like you're not depressed you're not stressed you're not you know it's like there's there's stuff going on in your life that you need to get on with and I haven't seen your film but a Presume you should.
3: You must <laughs> have seen Jack's film, Undertale from last <laughs> year. Oh, is the same?
0: Oh, that yeah, one. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, was on. yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah, brilliant, yeah. man. Yeah, we 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 had you
5: on. About this,
6: I would blush, but the media says I can't. You're <laughs> <honest>. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Also, we're on air, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe's
5: also
3: a returnee. Oh, hello there. <laughs> so, and Joe, and Joe uh,
6: had some. Yeah,
3: I
0: don't think you guys suffer comparison? from something that you reminded me no, of actually. No, yeah. You know, representation in film.
3: Yeah.
0: Irish accents and Irish yeah. in movies. Yeah.
9: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you have this in Romania. Like, are people doing Romanian accents yet? <laughs> you know, I do the Irish bits, bit. Yeah. Oh my and God! I'm like, so I'm going to get, you know, and I'm, I'm not going
4: to Brad Pitt for Irish accents every sh- oh, yeah.
0: Well, he was.
2: Like he, he
3: was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let <laughs> <laughs> him oh, He was
0: one of the best Hollywood, but it's usually that. <laughs> diddly 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 diddly. I think. The I, whole I, don't th- yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Have I been as offended as it would be if it was a disability or just your culture? Do oh, you watch Reckon, Connor? Would be the same.
1: Oh wow! This man oh, hasn't
0: spoken some, yet. Oh, He's right. here first. Yeah. Speak, oh, hi. Bring up a topic. Oh while my God! Oh, oh, hi. So Talk many to people. Hi. Uh, What's your name?
10: Oh, it's a lot of people walking in right okay, now. Okay, there's about 15 people coming in 15 behind people us. People walking in right now. Uh, hi, I'm Dan. Hey, uh, Dan. Yeah. Uh,
0: Can you raise a topic for the 15 people to answer? Raise it in raise unison. They're going to sing the answer.
10: Raise a topic. Um, no, as in what we just. Yeah. As in. <laughs> All you about, know, about disability and everything.
0: Well, you can keep that one going, or you can change if you like. Uh, Represent. Re, let's let's say representation. You can interpret that representation.
10: Whatever you want um, oof. <laughs> like I don't. I don't know how to like raise. The Have topic. you ever felt
0: it yourself in terms of movie or?
10: Uh, I, I, I'm I'm uh, a straight white man, so I have no problem. <laughs> Why are your people laughing at that? No, I, I'm. He's overly, been in my bed. I'm overly represented in films, but like you're um, But like with the film I made for uh, second year, I didn't want to like make anything gendered or anything like that. But it just so happened that is that like, possible? I did. I tried to like tell like uh, something something that I experienced, but not something that's just like this is what straight white men experience this is what anyone can ah, experience. you see
0: that I love that pressure you're under right now cuz that's yeah. that's where we all are as as creatives yeah. right so i just So i'm saying this happened to me but it's not
4: to everybody and yeah, okay so don't like, attack me on So yeah, i cut a tight there to walk isn't it
10: Yeah so i tried to like tell like my own experiences but like i made the protagonist uh the, the protagonist was a was a woman um kind of just cuz like uh I don't uh, it, it could have been a, a gay story or like a lesbian story or anything like that but like the best actors was just uh, a girl and a guy so it ended up being straight uh, but like um I do you think it, can
0: I can I ask you a question man cuz you you yeah. um there's a lot going on inside your head and you're not telling me yeah. and I wonder if it was an age before social media and before mm-hmm. all that stuff would you've made a slightly edgier or a bit more were you considering all this stuff what, did it influence I was considering
10: your considering all like this stuff beforehand? So I think I was more like um if I was gonna make a film what would it be? Like like anyone can make a film, but how do you make it your way? But I don't wanna like just be like Oh, you know, when you're a guy and you do this 'cause there's there's loads of films that do that. You know, like oh, when you were at school and your pants are down, or I don't know. Can <laughs> so, I just acknowledge this is particularly
0: hard for him because there's never been an audience yeah. in a podcast so, before. So many there's here. <laughs> there's literally fifteen people. <laughs> what well, I'm trying to there's ask. So many ask people them. here. <laughs> yeah.
10: There's so many people here, and you, wait, everyone's drinking, and so I walk so in. Like there's like all like, oh, the topics four disability. Six, eight, 10,
0: 12, you eight, set eight, 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 me up to 16, eight, eight, fail. Hey Dan, how about you cover
6: this disability topic? Yeah, how about I go on a disability? Let's.
0: Can I ask a general group, and if you feel like I just grabbed the mic, do you guys, um, as your age, as filmmakers, media, content creators, do you feel like you have to be very careful in terms of PC and can I say this or not say this, or will I go against it? Yeah. And Oh, I heard a grumble. Oh, oh, give that oh, man oh, a mic. A jack. Here,
5: we Here we go. Nottingham.
11: Hello. <laughs> Let's give hey. him staring. stare. Okay.
5: Um, well,
0: yeah, of Make course, because,
11: sure like... The way film is, it's a very public thing. You're
0: looking at the screen.
11: The way film is, it's a very public thing. Like, whatever you're screening is, by essence, like, representation, because you're representing anything on a screen. Like, you show something, and and now, no matter who you put on, that's the whole point of Peppermint, right? The whole controversy behind it. (laughs) It's like, if you're not careful about what you put on a screen, you could end up saying something you really don't mean to. So you have to think about it. And as long as, like, as long as you think about it, um, it's really... You can put anything in front of a screen, but it's always been a question. If I remember when I was making my film, we were originally it was just going to be like a guy and a girl and their relationship in six scenes, six long scenes. And so we auditioned a bunch of people, and all it just so happened that all the girls weren't very good at, <laughs> in the audition. <laughs> but uh, the producer Joe Lomax was like, he was he was standing in for the women when. When we were auditioning actors, <laughs> and he was really, really
12: good, and so we almost we were very close
11: to changing. Um, <laughs> we were very close to changing it to like, oh, maybe maybe it's a gay relationship, but then we have to be careful, like, because cause the joke it, it, it they can't be the joke that it's they're gay. It, it, so was it,
0: that you censoring you, or was it like <clears> this <throat> kind of? Oh, more, I'm more, afraid to put this out there.
11: Chat with everyone, really, um, uh, and then we found, like. I'm ashamed to say it, but we found we found this girl who was just really good, and we were like, "Oh, thank God, we, we, no, we don't we don't have to we now we don't have to like toe this line because <laughs> that's not something that I don't I don't know a lot about, and I don't have to, I don't want to be there on the foreground saying, "Hey, yeah, this is a film about a gay relationship," because I know a lot about that. It's not something I know about. You know okay. What I mean? okay. So that it was like it wasn't like a huge controversy, but at the time, I remember like it was it was very much an ongoing dialogue.
0: Where where did the um, anxiety come from? The fear of it? was it like if you got it wrong or like was there not a bit of like okay, let's just go for it this way because uh, it's working this way and let's do it. There was
11: there was a bit of that. The anxiety was like I don't want to be a homophobe because like James Gunn just got fired for saying like horrible things and like this happened and this happened. Mm. What you say when you're 16 or what you say when you're 18, what you say when you're 25 and you have like a different sense of humor can affect your career now. Wow,
0: because that uh, that wasn't that wasn't true for us. It was on a it was on a. It was on a wall in a park and a swing. It was like it wasn't recorded anywhere, you know? You wanted to say something.
5: Else. Oh, it's just interesting he was bringing this up because we literally had a discussion the other day where I was like, oh, I want to make a, a film where there's a gay couple, but it's, that's not the story. It's just they so happen to be gay. But at the same time, they're both hitmen. so you're unintentionally <laughs> adding a bit of negatives there. Yeah, so isn't
0: Brad Pitt an Gould- Law? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was
5: Brad Pitt Jude law. No, uh, <laughs> but it it all lies in intention. I think like so with Bohemian Rhapsody, it was originally Dexter Fletcher wanting to do like an openly gay story, and then Hollywood went, "I like your story, but I want a different director to get it." And then when it messed up, it was like, "Hey, can you pick up our scraps, please? Like, can you fix this?" And then he went on to make Rocket Man, and then actually got to it. yeah fully went for it. Yeah. And now
11: it's a, it's like. Mm-hmm acclaimed
5: it just it it's all lies story. in intention, like yeah. it depending on like where you come from and what your intention is, so if it's a straight white person trying to tell a gay story, if they intend on good things, hopefully it should be good. but if it's for like exploitative or caricature reasons, which I think Bohemian rhapsody is um yeah. that's where you end up, <laughs> up. <laughs> do
0: you guys in the back of the room as you make stuff these days you've censor yourselves in case of all this you know online feedback, twitter things <laughs> so oh, we
5: got a, we've got a
0: we can swim seats.
13: I have a story. <laughs> um, so last year I made a film, it's called The Endgame. It's just about chess and these two guys who are just playing chess. I loved we, that, actually. I and when we cast time. it, um, we had originally the two best actors who were going to play the parts, were going to be people of colour. Um, and I was quite worried at one point. I was thinking, OK, wait, if I cast these two guys, then... Is that going to be a problem? Because is this story going to turn into a story about, you know, just two black guys? It's like, I don't want to be, you know. I don't, I don't, I
0: don't. But why, what was what was making you? I don't want to be like at that point. Like, at, at that why, point why couldn't you like, just let it go? At like, that not, point, what, I was like, I don't. I, why are we, what I know. Was, what was I know what this you?
13: story is about. I know this story is about chess, and it's about these two guys having this existential crisis right. while they play chess. It Doesn't matter if they're guys or if they're if they're, if they're men though, or women though, right? or what ethnicity they are. But at the same time, it did matter. And I think it mattered because not because of what I thought, but because of what audiences would think. So I don't think the audiences were ready for... I don't think people are ready for a story which can just be... are
0: you're presuming what I'm ready for. I'm presuming what you're ready for, yeah. I don't think
13: people are ready for a story which is just about chess in which two people who just happen to be of colour will be playing these parts. Because then I think at some point in their minds, they're going to be thinking, wait a sec, these two guys, they happen to be black, so why isn't that referenced at any point in the story?
0: Were you afraid that might have been comedy or something? Or I, not comedy, I, I, just don't, or... I
13: just don't think I was the right person to tell that story, maybe. Mm. So, but in the end, again, uh, similar to what happened to Jack, I was quite lucky that another person auditioned who was white, and we ended up casting him <sighs> and the other person, so we didn't have to kind of, you know, cross that bridge.
6: I think that's quite interesting. Do you want to Yeah, the microphone. <laughs> like, i I'm, This is me referring back to A-level, but uh, <laughs> before before I did A-level media, I literally had no idea about like media encoding, and I don't mean like the export, I mean in the sense of like the, <laughs> way, the way we code media, in the sense of the way we put ideas into things. And when I watched things where characters were black or white, gay or straight, I didn't necessarily think that that had any repercussions on the story. But learning about media theory... I then began to be way more conscious of the way I represented people, not that I did much of it, but like the the general kind of idea of like I get what Ben's trying to say, and it's not necessarily racist, it's the idea that when you're kind of taught certain things that the idea that everything you put into something has to have a meaning and that everything has a purpose, and that everything is intentional because the idea of a film the idea that you're told in media theory, at least from what I was taught was that Everything in the frame in mise-en-scene in the way it's like that's meant to be intentional if it's not intentional People are still going to think it's intentional and so the decision in To to put two black characters in people are going to think that's an intentional decision and uh, that is going to be a part of the way It is that's not like I think I think if we're not in an equal society Obviously because if we were then that wouldn't be a thing that people would consider that wouldn't be a thing that we teach at College obviously.
0: film film is a creative process, right? Yeah so if you wrote an Irish character and you cast me, would you not trust me to say, oh, hang on a bit, man, I would never say that that way, or there's yeah, a thing course. here I wouldn't do. So are you guys worrying beyond what's your responsibility in terms of having written it? And if you get an Irish person into your Irish film, do you not trust me to go, That's man, I would never say that. We We don't, especially in the South or in the North, that's a
2: thing that wouldn't be. I was thinking that this may be a controversial take, but I don't want (laughs) to stop anybody. I think uh, the whole PC culture nowadays has become some sort of a witch hunt. I think people
0: are laughing because you're rubbing your legs (laughs) while you do this.
2: (laughs) I was just thinking that uh, as a creator, yes, you need to be very attentive to uh, representation, but as an audience-consuming media, I think people... Because of the current zeitgeist, are obsessed about pointing out, ah, he's insensible, ah, he's a racist because he did that. Whereas things are not always, excuse my pun, black and white.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. It's very good, Basically, You got it in.
2: I, when when you are writing a, a, a character that's gay, you should definitely do research and and look into it. But I think it's just as noble to have some people playing a character without taking their race or sexuality into account, because yeah, that that's stereotyping in itself. Mm-hmm. Like with it was Ben's decision with Endgame, but I wouldn't have thought of a problem of having to. I wouldn't have read into that. That's what I'm trying to say. He chose the safe path with the audience, and I appreciate that, but I don't think that's a standard we should hold the artists against. It's it's more about ethics and and, and how you treat <coughs> the crew. Can I can
3: I can I cheap in speaking as someone who ruined my first feature film for <laughs>
1: like this precise reason.
3: My racist masterpiece where I believed that I was yeah, why can't a character just be black? And that was exactly the same conversation that I had with the actor Chris Tudor. and then the reason it can't just be black is because it was yeah. I was making a, a comment on black people in that sense, even though I wasn't. But it was interpreted that way, so it, 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 it becomes a, it becomes a difficult issue. What I'm interested in though is that if one. If we do a sort of switch around, I want to be able to. Connor's walked out the room momentarily, but I'm conscious of the fact that uh, Joe, uh, you came on the show about six six months ago and talked about cliques mm. oh, uh, very Connor's very got some interesting s- points to make about very cliques very and then there's a whole group of white guys hanging around yeah. microphones so maybe we have a big <laughs> switch around Joe you can stay where you are and offer a kind of commentary on uh, uh, what's happened since do you still have any friends don't let them oh, I have, you, <laughs> I have no swat- friends Jenna <laughs> <occurring> <laughs> you know, if you come down we'll all move out the
5: way for a second. Uh, yeah, I, I still have what's friends it? what did you? Um <laughs> it's I was literally saying on the way here, how it's quite a comparison to when I was last on here. Because yeah, it was the beginning no way, of first man. semester, and I was very nervous and new to everything, so I was very much on breakdown mode. And now yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, I finished hey, second that's year. That's a big I, word to use,
0: though. Yeah. When you say breakdown, how much do you mean? Like,
5: like completely stressed. When you hear this, when you hear this, sure co- you hear this back, yeah. Connor
0: spoke earlier on about right. actually genuinely trying to commit suicide. Right. Okay. Fair so enough. So yeah. I think the language gets uh, yeah. thrown around too much. Yeah. Um, and it's back. Oh, Oh. Throw Connor in there, yeah. Jack yeah. filming.
5: Uh yeah, maybe I'm dressing it up in a human. Connor, way we sense, just we just but...
0: got into um we were talking about language and the way people use stress and mm. all this kind of stuff. Like mm. so when you you've
5: it's gotten better. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm very glad to finish second year. Um <laughs> yeah. Uh, I probably was saying breakdown mode in a jerky sense, but there was still stress and anxieties there. Uh, Everything's
0: relative, though, right? Like, so stress is stress. Sorry, so you think Everything's so? relative. So yeah, the yeah, thing that, yeah. like, you know, stress out then, mm. when you're 60, you're going, geez, what was, I, what was wrong with me? Like, yeah.
5: Yeah. Um, I think people do tend to say, oh, I have, uh, like, I, I've, I've definitely known a, a selective amount of people who have say, oh, like, there's a, very, there's a lot of suicide jokes that are made just norma- like, as a normative thing. In, on social media, really? it's very it, people are very quick to go. Oh, lol! I want to kill myself as a joke, and in real life, and in, yeah, and in real Especially life, more in real life. life. Yeah,
9: people have been like, "Bye, I'm gonna go kill myself when ready." They're just going for a week. And
5: yeah, but like, even oh, even okay. it, a lot of people oh, I found. We're that laughing. A
0: lo- Why are we laughing? This is not. Like- <laughs> it's <laughs> a way of
5: coping. Because
1: it's <laughs> true. Yeah,
5: a lot of people will use that joke as a guise to actually say that in public. Because I have known people that have like it's weird broaching it. Yeah, yeah uh, I know people that have had depression or certain disorders where, because of social media, it's very normal to say, "Oh, I'm not happy." Uh, it's very easy to say, like, to pass it off as a joke and just openly say it, even though you know, like, your friends know the subtext. And that's, that's what I've had my issue with a lot on social media is, like, people are very quick to say, oh, I want to kill myself, or, like, th- there's a whole, like, joke where someone says mood to a picture of, like, I don't know, like, I don't says know, what? like someone said mood to, like, mood. I don't know how to explain it. Mood. So if you saw, like, I don't know, like... Like your current mood. Yeah, yeah. So and say if you there's saw there's like a, like a dead sheep or something, or a sheep. <laughs> oh, okay. Like a, I don't know. Like say if there's like a cartoon of a sheep jumping off a cliff, someone will go, Ah, oh, mood. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs>
6: Sometimes when I spill my coffee, I go, Oh yeah, mood. Yeah. yeah. Then like, yeah it's just like that's the mood. That encapsulates how I'm feeling. a yeah. yeah. Spilt bit of coffee. Really? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
5: For but really, <laughs> good, social media in general, it's very easy to go like say your feelings in public and guise it as a joke, and that's the problem I've had. Um, like, it's, talk, like, like I yeah, there's this whole thing of, I, and I do have one. People make a private account of uh, their social media. So, so say you got an Instagram for the public, that will be your glossed over version of yourself, the highlights of your life, and then you'll have got
0: all the hangover ones. <laughs> yeah, that's
5: that's your private account where it's you're your hungover or or just like you you post a meme being like ha ah, lol I want to die, and yet people will do that and use that as a way as a coping mechanism, and that's I think is quite a big problem. Um, and I think, yeah, wh- whilst I did at the beginning s- say, our breakdown mode as a uh, as a like over glamorization as a dress up word, like there is still subtext there, and I don't know why it is that it's so normal
4: to go off and say that necessarily. It sounds like there's an oversaturation saturation of language though, yeah. I think what's happened on social media is basically a, it's a bit of a crossover between now in Britain we're we're acknowledging men's mental health in particular as well as mental health in general. But, like, the seriousness of depression and the suicide rates and stuff is, like, that's really in the limelight at the minute, and we're addressing that seriously. But in America, they're still in that way of joking about suicide, joking about depression, you know, making such memes, as before mentioned, and... uh you know i just I don't think it's a good time for that crossover because it encourages it like that kind of language in younger kids here and the kids or the teens or whoever who's actually going through that it feels like it's a joke, and I don't think I think that's quite a negative kind of input to that situation.
3: It's massive because of the fact that like one of our most popular podcasts was the mental health, and yeah. And it, it was like uniformly you couldn't get anyone to speak about it. But the, the but in terms of people's interest in it, it's enormous. Yeah. And and so and I've never noticed it myself. In as much as like it's a dialogue that when someone's publishing and broadcasting something becomes massive. But that when you turn around and go, let's have all of this apparatus mm. and come in and talk to your teacher and have this conversation, no one wants to have it.
4: Mm. Well, again, it's this. It's a it's a personal thing, isn't it? It's like me opening up early at the beginning of the show. I hadn't done that at all until I did the grad project. There's a there's a very select few people who know what's happened in my life, and then I did my grad project and I was talking and I had strangers because I had no friends at uni. So the people that were working on my project were all strangers, and I'm saying all this stuff in front of them, and you know it's, it's a little bit like here's a line of issues, and
0: this is a sh- question. Sorry, man. We were talking about media influence and things, right? And you've been there, like you've been on that brink, and you've tried to like. Can you attribute some of what you're going through to media or was it just your real person stuff like do you reckon
4: I mean personally it was kind of just like a internal kind of self-fueling fire but I can I can fully understand like my earlier point was that like, I think these kind of things are glamorized there they're kind of not made infamous but kind of like just made more popular and okay in like making it a joke with the memes and stuff
0: What a what a thing to say
5: like making it
0: a joke Suicide's a joke.
4: Yeah, because you- it is, because it is. It, you see so,
5: yeah. it. That's how things get normalised, is through humour. Like, I'm, like, I've talked about the whole private thing. I'm still guilty of doing that. I have definitely have done a post before being like, hello, I feel s***, <laughs> and... Yeah, she really did. I and and, I feel so- and yeah. you, you, like, you'd flat out say it, but because you're joking about it or you're saying it in a jokey <laughs> manner, it's passed off as normal, and other people can go, oh, I relate to it. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... It, like everyone's definitely guilty of like normalizing the, these type of issues, but I I mean it shouldn't hold them accountable for it because like everyone everyone deals with things <clears throat> with humor and like people deal with death inhuman People deal with other like other things as well, and that's how a lot of people cope with things. It's but a very the, popular coping mechanism. Yeah, isn't it? that's the. Yeah. But it's also a problem as well because mm. then people um, use that as a way to like I said, just guise it in public and get a, like make that the norm, and then. That's that's the real problem. Is you're just continuing to joke on and on and on, mm. and no one's actually going. Oh wait a minute, are you okay? And I've I've had that with mates before, where they've flat out said their feelings, but because it's on social media and it's in a jokey manner, um, it's been normalised amongst their friends. And and I I, I can't, like at the time I didn't agree with it, and it kind of caused a bit of rifts in friendship because I'm flat out saying like well, that's not okay. <laughs> <out>. no. <laughs> mm.
0: You got to be able to screw stuff. I mean, I
14: think there's an issue with, like, media and, like, portray of the mental illness is that a lot of the times it, like, romanticizes it. Mm. Mm. So you can have a lot of, like, times when it's just being, like, portrayed as something, like, characters saying, like, some existential stuff, like, some deep quotes, and it makes them more interesting. It makes them more deep. They, like, suffer more. And it's just, like, like you go through all this... Like TV shows and films showing all these characters who go for something more, I don't know, like in, like interesting in your life, even though it's like horrible, and it shows that like you're this kind of like mystery person, you like this suffer, like this, yeah. Metal yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think it's such an issue. And then you, and then on the on the internet, you have like a bunch of like black and white pictures with like quotes for films and TV shows about mm-hmm. someone's struggle, mm-hmm. and it makes you feel like there's someone. In the media, someone's portraying the media who's like feeling more than you mm. in a way. Mm. So I think that's a big issue. Is mm. that is being it is portrayed like you're like some kind of like martyr or something?
15: But mm. then just become like a, a narrative yeah. trope, where it's being used as, like you say, it's just something that makes a character more interesting. But by doing that, it's trivializing something that's very very real. Yeah. That inst- yeah. That instead of having actual effects and actually thinking through what all of this means. It's just this character is a bit boring. I know we'll give them a, sl- a mental illness, we'll make them a oh, bit oh. depressed yep. and immediately yeah. we'll, but it's, it's it doesn't come to that thing of like the, moving on a little bit from mental illness, but like the rape trope. You know, We have a strong female character, we've gone as far as we can with her narrative, I know rape victim, immediately more interesting you think, yeah no, yeah. just no exactly. just no. I think like with teenagers in Asia like
14: and, and like when you watch stuff like that it ends up you being like you grow up and you think thinking like like my life is kind of like I don't feel as much as those people that I see on screen like their life is like more like I don't know there's so much stuff more happening to them it's not even a good stuff it's not good stuff it's Huge bad stuff but it's just like okay so like is my life so boring it's Mm -hmm. like a like because boring might be might be good like you're you're happy and stuff like that but like there's so much stuff happening to other people yeah
12: like almost Uh, makes you feel jealous yeah exactly it makes you feel
14: jealous like all of the skin stuff right no (laughs) to be fair there's there's been whole stuff about like people were like obsessed with like effy from skins right Mm. because being like (laughs)
9: he's been, like, awful. <laughs> like, there'd be awful stuff happening or, to her. But what?
14: it was, like, gifts. There were, like, F- profiles. F- everything F- with her. Skin like, skin everything skin that's happened, like, for- in, on the TV show. Was just, I mean, I really like this. I'm, I like the show. It's, I think it's really interesting. But, like, I think you cannot look at it. and think, like, I want my life to be like that. But you should be looking at, like, that's the worst possible scenario for you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, like, you should be happy that's not happening to you. But, like, it is interesting. It looks good. And, like... Mm-hmm.
3: Can I uh, uh, ask a sort of provocation? I think most of us were in the screenings earlier around um, the second year stuff. What I find quite interesting is that even now, I think we are getting much better filmmaking around explorations of mental health, etc. But I still, apart from a couple of exceptions today, I still don't see... Meaningful female protagonists, and yet you would argue, what's the what's the reasoning? I mean, I would argue Charlotte Kelly's film is strong for it. I think there were only but two, that,
14: and both were directed by women. Right.
3: Yeah. So what's going on? You gotta help of, us because James, cause cause a lot course... of people listening wouldn't have seen your screens. Today, okay. Yeah, so. but we're 50/50. <laughs> well, made strong, but... Well, we're, well, I'm not. are yeah, so gonna just have to say, I'm just this. saying that it was a female <laughs> protagonist. It's not. <laughs> I'm, I don't have any. Not generally larger... strong for it, though. Your the, the, the lead was a female that, <laughs> that, the only, was the strength. that was the
0: criteria no
3: no no that's <laughs> the whole point is that i'm arguing that we're we are we're 50 50 in terms of gender balance um not within not within that level five i grant you but across most of our courses and yet i'm wondering why that
0: stood out for you though, that particular film
3: well because i think that we're becoming really articulate at other things and yet i would say this is a bigger screaming problems so why aren't we talking about it and I do think that it's quite interesting that, that obviously the, the makeup of the program leaders is changing I think that's very very good but yeah I just Was I, it I, a female I, or male
0: directed movie?
3: Well, like like Magda was just saying, the two the two female stories yeah, were okay. made by two women, <laughs> but that, that but that we but looked would we at. we have
0: a right as men to tell your story? Ah, this comes back to our podcast
3: earlier. Well, no, but discuss why is that not why is that not become is the case? It?
8: No, sorry, I actually wanted to pick up on that because I was thinking of formulating this question as you were saying it. I was really struck by uh, the screenings as well. Is that? Um, let me just try to formulate this as I'm speaking. Um, there seems to be a hierarchy in terms of what you feel comfortable representing versus other things that you're not. Because some of your work, you're very comfortable with having protagonists swinging guns around, having American accents—you know—all of this stuff that the you're also not necessarily <laughs> familiar with. Yet, when it comes to mental health, and I'm saying I'm not saying that this is less important, but it seems to be, um, and this is what we're going back to to earlier. Once it becomes personal, Mm. it becomes this thing of like, oh you can do that. But there's all these other things that are also expressions of representation that you're obviously very familiar with or very comfortable with. So I was wondering if you have any thoughts on that.
1: (laughs) Silence. (laughs) 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 I
4: I think just to just to go back to that point where you're saying Mm. about things being personal. I think when, say, you take the mick out of the English accent, (laughs) as an English person, you're like, well, there's, like, millions of people on Mm -hmm. board with him and me. You know, you're not just picking on me personally. Mm -hmm. But when when you're, particularly with depression and suicidal thoughts and things like that, you're very, very on your own. And Mm -hmm. so when that kind of thing gets picked up, there's hundreds of thousands of people who are depressed. But because you're in that position with your depression, where you're that low, it feels like that joke there is targeted at you specifically. Mm. And that's why it's so negative. And I think when you're you're talking about mental health and stuff, it's mental health, it's your brain. It's literally (laughs) nothing more you than that. And, you know, that's why it seems like it's a personal attack. And I think that's why people are scared to -hmm. approach these subjects Mm -hmm. because I can't talk about MS Mm -hmm. as a whole. Because my experience is different to anyone else's, yeah, because individual, I can't talk about depression and suicide because like that's me again, like choking on suicide because mm-hmm. it's it's a tricky situation it's a it's a horrible subject, yeah, and it's it's difficult for me to try and express to everyone else how I felt without trying to seem like I'm trying to generalize i yeah. think I think that's the problem.
8: But I also, I mean, I totally get what you're saying, but I also think we cannot be all things to all people, right? Because I'm sitting there with a completely different constellation of factors into who I am. And I'm offended by completely other things in films that, you know, you you might not pick up on. So I think that's what James is saying in terms of gender representation but there's there's other things too that affect you personally mm. so it's it's such a difficult conversation to have but it it's is. so incredibly important
4: yeah um, i think representation is fantastically important like it's a brilliant opportunity for people to kind of not have their time in the limelight but to have like the issues and everything that makes them them yeah. kind of like expressed in the media and then people just just to take a second to like observe and think about it
1: mm-hmm.
0: Are we pro or anti censorship? Anti, anti. Anti, yeah. but we're all doing it in some way, yeah, right? When we, it absolutely. sounds like we're all doing it in some way.
4: you do it. You do it now without even thinking. I think.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I think we're thinking a lot and going, "Oh, what if I offend this person or offend that person?" Well, or you, yeah,
4: but that's 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 the problem. That's what I hate about this world we live in now. It's because you can't you can't do anything without offending someone. Yeah.
0: But it's okay to be offended. My God, you, we have a rainbow of emotions you know, as humans. You Why,
4: know, like, that's, that's, that's if you're just happy all the time, like <laughs> the biggest sin right now is to offend someone for whatever reason. They'll they'll take it personally. Like I said, <sighs> I some things are is. personal, and that reaction will come out of them. And then, depending on what side whoever picks that story up is, you know, can go massively one way or the other in either direction.
0: So isn't there an opportunity to provoke, to poke that as yeah. media content creators, as filmmakers, as yeah as you know to, okay you don't have to say it in person to a group of friends you can do it with your music or your movie or your documentary or here your...
12: yeah i mean i just i think as well like
0: with who are you uh, tell me oh, now. sorry i'm harry uh, i'm a, <laughs> just
12: jumping in there, like you yeah, know I'm what I'm probably, I'm okay. just oh, oh, the, oh, oh, oh I no yeah no i'm <laughs> harry i'm a third year film student so i've just, just finished um i think like with we uh, no, i think with uh, like i know like offense is such a like yeah Hence, why we're discussing it at the moment. Like, it's such a polarizing thing, but it's also that thing of like everyone, similar to what you were just saying, like everyone is someone is going to be offended by something that you say, but it is also that thing of like the reason why people are being offended is like is a lot of the time it's about educating, I think. Like, I think like what the reason why people get offended by stuff is potentially because they're not educated by things, and the offense that is being caused. Or sorry, the offence that they're taking is therefore is going to educate them. You know, a lot of the time, I think people get offended by stuff, and then that leads them. Well, no, I don't think it does. Sorry, I. <laughs> you actually, gotta say it. A oh, no, just go for, I apologize, just go for it. <laughs> uh, I I think that like you're you censoring know, yourself in your head. I think no, no. I, I, I think speak. that um, when people are offended by things, when people then try and educate themselves on the things that they're offended by, it then changes their perspective. But unfortunately, people don't because people are set set in their ways a lot of the time. I think, you know, I think, you know, personally, um, I have changed my mindset on a lot of things over the years um, because I've been offended by them. If, um, you know, I, I would think, like to I unpack
0: think, the word "educated" that you use. So where yeah, does that come from? I think, I
12: think I think a lot of it just comes down to again, a lot of it comes down to personal personal experiences. Okay, so
0: that's not education to me. Education to me is the school, the building, the thing. And yeah, yeah. So, and so then, then think, knowledge think, and think, life is the yeah, other bit. So. Yeah,
12: no, yeah, I agree. When you say
0: they're not educated, I'm like, what did you mean by
12: educated? Yeah, I I agree that. No, I, I agree there. Actually, you know, don't give I up so think, easy, man. No, no. I think it's in terms of no. Actually, I think because that thing, I think a lot of the things that I've been. I've been educated by a lot of things because of my life experiences. Yeah, so the uh, things that I have then learnt through knowledge, life. life yeah, know, for me personally yeah, a lot personal. in the last sort of three or four years, a lot of things have um have have have, 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 have changed in my life and then therefore I have educated myself. I have then looked so to to educate. Is myself.
0: it okay to offend? And then they can just
12: yeah, deal with 100%. it. 100%. Yeah.
6: Yeah. If it wasn't intended... Yeah, well, I think Harry's trying to say something, actually. I was I'm just going to, like...
12: Oh, Hello,
10: Harry!
0: I am Hi, Harry. Harry. Harry, second Harry. He has a blue shirt against a blue wall, so I didn't see him. <laughs> sorry.
16: <laughs> um, I, think, I think, like, that, like, term, to be educated or whatever, it's more down to, like, uh, like, opening yourself up to be educated to a situation. I think, like, yeah. offence and everything, so much of it now stems from, like, a fear of this will offend I think this will offend someone else whether or not it will or won't I don't know but I think it will offend someone and then you never get past that point of actually like making the jump and then it you know no one's actually offended but you've kind of been brought to this idea that it will offend someone because everyone's offended nowadays whether or not they are and I think also it's that sense of so many people kind of get offended on behalf of other people i think i think the most i think the that's most very the very most very offense good. comes from like somebody being like oh i find that offensive towards this other group of people
4: can i and just I think
16: that's like stems from the education thing of like they don't know that situation just
4: just want to interject with a story here um i have ms i have a jumper which exclusively literally explicitly says on the front of it i'm not drunk i have ms because i can't walk properly I was walking down the street, and this girl stopped me and said, don't you think that's offensive to people with MS? Oh. And I was like, this, this can't be happening. This cannot, cannot be happening. I was like, I'm sorry, sweetheart. She goes, that's horrible. You can't say that. It's like, I have MS. Like, it's OK. It's a joke on me. <laughs> and that's one
0: of the... I'm glad you said that, man, because I got in trouble in Dublin. Um, not by Matthew's fault, but by somebody else on his behalf. Because in, in Dublin, we're all culties, which is countryside folk, and Matt was gay. So I had a word that I was calling Matt, and Matt was calling me a And then there was this, I was brought to the office because I couldn't say this word to Matt. Like Me and Matt were like, what? I never made a complaint. Oh. And a group of girls got together and said, Wes, can't be saying this to this person. That was the first time I ever came across it. I was like, what? It was just, now you've made it a big thing, and you now it was all. And then it was the weird thing that happened, though, Matt went that side. He went over there because he thought we were getting thrown off the course because of it. Like, and he ended up standing on the side of the ship, waving me off at the platform. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> I was like, okay. James shoved the laptop in my face.
3: Shall I, shall I take control? Some, Christ you knows, can, if someone needs to do that. Someone needs to do it. This is the, one of the longest podcasts, and we also have put 20 people in the, long, in the smallest <laughs> space in is the everybody? university. Oh, yeah. um Well, gonna, <laughs> everyone's going to get an opportunity, because I'm going to... There's a janitor I'm gonna, I'm,
0: here looking like he yeah, wants us to get no, out. No, no, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> 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 Can't believe you said that about janitors. That's Reuben. And, uh, <laughs> so our, um, our I,
15: janitors
4: yeah. are very, very <laughs> I've taken that personally. My <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. Damn>
3: grandfather <laughs> <between laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm very offended. Everyone gets thinking I'm going to come to you at the moment about uh, things I wish time. I knew, things I, I'm going to take forward and do in future. And then we'll have a spin around the room and ask everyone um, because this is our last uh, podcast for the bridge. for the first, Well, I was about to say foreseeable future, but forever, actually. Um, we set it up to sort of, as two programmers, to discuss this stuff. And, well, quite frankly, we're tired. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to end with, the, with the, uh, the missing few because of the fact that, in actual fact, there are people who are on placements. Do you remember them? <laughs> Some of our dear friends who, um, who emailed us a while ago uh, to say the fact that this is actually particularly important to them because of the fact that uh, they feel a bit disconnected. And we've never had a session on placements, and I wish we had. Um, quick, quick, I'm just going to read this out if that's possible. Uh, it says, morning both. Hope you're both well. Uh, I'm a... Um, BA Media Production Student. I know you hate it when I say BAMP. Um, Currently on placement and I've recently been catching up on your podcast. There's no real rhyme or reason to this email other than to let you know, uh, you guys, how much I've enjoyed the series and how great it is to hear genuine (laughs) uncensored uh, <laughs> minus Man. the sheep yeah, minus the sheep's opinions from both lecturers and students uh, we've been out of the university system for a while I did have apprehension and I felt slightly anxious with the thought of returning both because I've enjoyed the working environment but also because of the people I've known for the past two years won't be there when I return and in reality this just gives me the chance to meet and collaborate new people which is exciting in itself and with this said the podcast very much grounded me in the sense that it has reminded me to refocus on why I decided to do this degree in the per- first place to grow creatively to seek and utilise opportunities. Listening to this has given me a perspective and really made me reflect on how I work creatively, how I work with others, and maybe reconsider my mentality to certain aspects in my work. The passion you both have... Well, yeah uh for the subject and teaching is one that we genuinely inspires us to want to uh do better not just for the now but for the grade and uh but for myself and for my future so sorry that this is a random and not so helpful email but i just thought i'd share my appreciation for the bridge which i think is um a, a fairly sweet way of ending i thought what would be called cool is like a kind of a looking back looking forward uh where's favorite episode at all has to be this one
0: <laughs> It was supposed to be a drunken stupid thing But we got quite deep and poignant <laughs> It's our most useful one it so <laughs> And it's the last <laughs> I think what we should do actually Is open a door And set a mic there for people to say their name And uh, either a sentence or an inspiration For people coming up through the courses As they leave You can swear, you can say whatever you want You can make an in-house joke There's a couple of faces I didn't get to say something Apologies for that um, so there's, <laughs> there's a guy in a lovely shirt with flowers on it, uh... <laughs> will a,
3: will a micro, Wes, do you mind if we use your microphone, because it will swing round, and then Hugo can... Bye! Start. <laughs> We're all going to go to Dylan's after this, but, Um, yeah, on the spot, like there we go. I'm just got to say bye, right? <laughs> no, think it's something something meaningful, the oh, last little thing.
1: Yeah,
7: like, uh, yeah. you say your true. name, and I think... My name is Hugo Esposti. Like um... I don't have anything to say but thank you.
0: No, come on. uh, Everyone give some kind of life advice. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Thank you, (laughs) man.
0: That guy is fucking
4: (laughs) Next. Next. My name is Colin Morris. Just want to say rest in peace, Michael Moore. And thank you very much for Uh, having uh, me on the show. Oh, that's wow. awesome, man. Oh, that wow. is
3: His awesome. That's <laughs> awesome, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Next.
11: Hi, I'm Finn. I didn't say anything because I'm drunk and I make a fool of myself. Yeah. But thank you very much. Woo-hoo. Good podcast.
0: Don't say thank you. Say something like someone else who listened to it can use.
10: Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> How do you cook pasta? Mashed potato recipes. Uh, listen to a new, ba- a new band you found. Uh, oh, parquet courts are pretty good yeah. listen to them <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you don't say, the we morning. don't need 30 people saying thank you give advice to listeners about something or something to look at a movie, a, a band, a <laughs> so festival like, some,
6: uh, some advice I'd give myself Yeah. First yeah. Year. Uh, I guess no pressure, you'll do great um, uh, that's just I mean just <laughs> just put your 110 into it
0: Drink less, witherspoons, no, tea. <laughs> Drink more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, worry about things. Like yeah, yeah, yeah,
6: Full yeah, cocktail yeah, joke to yourself, James Jack. You might change more Guinnesses and he might, uh, he might answer your risk assessment. Here's as well. a <laughs> Oh, Hello.
5: Um, I think the bridge has been great for like just being really uncensored and just like frank on subjects <laughs> in the sense of just like if someone is feeling bad or needs like advice, like, it's been really helpful to go up here and say, hey, this is what I'm feeling at the moment. Hopefully I'll feel different. Uh, advice in general, uh, it's important to remember that we're all students. We're going to oh, fail yeah. and learn at stuff. I think there's a lot of pressure just to be perfect, but you are students and also learn how to cook better.
0: <laughs> chickens do not cook in microwaves uh, folks
12: yeah i'm harry uh yeah i mean similar to what joe just said to me as you be prepared to fail you're gonna make shit, uh make a lot of <laughs> to then get better uh it's gonna happen that's about it yeah
8: <laughs> hi um i'm cloudy i have two things um the first is i wonder who ever thought it was a great marketing gimmick to make a shirt that says I'm not drunk, I have MS. <laughs> um, and
0: no, he actually has MS.
8: <laughs> what? No, I know, but but who actually makes the sh- makes those shirts?
0: He had to because people kept saying it to him. But
8: did you make your own shirt? <laughs> I didn't. No, he bought it. Controversial. So who who ever whoever thinks of a shirt <laughs> like it's that? Anyway, how many do you think you're selling? And then the second one is the future. Program leader of film. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, ah. First, first, first of all, I mean, I want to acknowledge the huge shoes that I need to film. But I also, on a very personal and on a very personal level, I wonder if I'm ever going to be able to top that moment that I've only heard about that. James pulled his T-shirt over um, his head in a, in a club while swinging around the pole. <laughs> I I I, in, I intend to top that. I've done a. Right, he
0: actually took his T-shirt off in a lecture okay, I'll and swapped with one of my students. The next three years. <laughs> right. Hello janitor. Hello, I'm a janitor. Um,
10: don't stress so much. Because there's no point doing this if you're not happy. Because you'll look back and it will be...
2: Yes! Ah. <laughs> ah, yes, boy! <laughs> Hello, I'm Luca again and I've got three pieces of advice. Oh. First one, and, uh, always do brace, whatever though. you can to step out of your comfort zone. I didn't and I greatly regret it. Second one is, whatever your lecturers tell you, you can finish the assignment 24 hours beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. For, third one is, uh, if you don't watch at least two David Lynch films, you can... F- <laughs> 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 Everybody,
0: sh- next person, next person, next person.
7: Uh, Hi, this is uh, Matt uh, again, and um, a piece of advice I would give, I think, something I wish I did in first year, was just to uh, take advantage of all the opportunities that you're given while at university, because you're going to be given a lot while you're here, and just take every one as it comes, pretty much, because you'll look back and wish you did more. You actually did, you know, you actually did.
16: (laughs) Hello, I'm Harry, a different Harry to the one before um kind of building off what matt said but also like topical to what i've been doing at the moment is like take every opportunity and do as much as you can because it's the only way to learn but also be conscious of not overworking yourself there comes there comes (laughs) jack is nearly crying in the corner you, you don't necessarily know it until you hit it but everyone has a breaking point and like to to overwork yourself to that point is is not good and you get to a point where like you're losing the quality of what you're doing. So do everything to 100% and do as much as you can, but be conscious of, like, doing the right amount of stuff.
13: Look at all the um, wisdom they have. Hi, I'm Ben. This isn't a piece of advice, but I just want to tell everyone to be in Orsbrick Theatre at 7pm on the 6th of June to see Peppermint. <laughs> it is a racist masterpiece and you're going to love it. And we have a series of exciting surprises and we have a Q&A and we have an amazing things. So it's going to be probably the most fun and the last film society of this year thank you very much
0: you sound very tired money okay someone needs to lie down with a water bottle in a rubber belly
11: uh hi i'm jack and uh if a piece of advice if you're ever a dick to someone uh, don't be afraid to say sorry yes yeah.
0: <laughs> don't be afraid to admit it man be a dick but admit it
14: hi i'm magda and follow me on instagram is no!
0: I'm deleting yes. this. This has right? been deleted. Thank you. Censorship. You're going a sheep all over that.
10: Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, hi, I'm Dan, and uh, I've learned that the two most uh, powerful words are shit. No! Uh, people say you can't do things. Just say shit. No! People said I couldn't make a heavy metal horror film, and I made it. Yeah. So- I don't need to see. <laughs> that. Well, hey. I'm not going to find any night. sheep on that man. I will. I will
0: put my job on that.
10: Take <laughs> my bag.
9: Hi, I'm Jenna. Um, I would say, it's only three years, so make the most because it's going to be over very soon. <laughs>
16: um, I'm Joss. Hi. Um, yeah, I'm just gutted that I'm missing. Um, screening next week of Peppermint, really. Who's following that, going. Is I'm it? going back to Brighton quite early, so I'm missing it. But, um, yeah, I'm just hoping that I can get, like, a little... Downloading. Yeah, download or something. Like, <laughs> 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 someone needs to, like, GoPro or something. <laughs> that's your advice. Drop tra- a GoPro, GoPro to James. I think that
4: would
7: be, be
16: great,
9: Is yeah. that your advice? Yeah, that's, 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 that's st- all I ask. <laughs> Do I speak to this one? This one. Yeah. This, this one. Stereo. Hello, I'm Keris. I don't say much, because I get overshadowed, so goodbye. (laughs) Hey, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, get back. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm exploring that. I'm like, no, I'm not having that happen. You say overshadowed.
9: It's easier to be quiet than, like, deal with the dick. But is
0: that a choice, though? (laughs) Is that a choice to be quiet? Yeah, because I don't want... Oh, my God. That's very different to be overshadowed, though.
9: To be a girl and to live with five boys... Yeah. or to do essentially live with, like, 14 boys that always come around my house. Yeah. It's just easy to shut up. Well, don't argue. shut up now. Tell
0: them everything you want. You know, get it out. Like.
9: Be quiet. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just be quiet. Like,
0: in terms of the girls coming through the course, I know who's in that situation, in a house full of guys with a thing.
9: I don't know, like... Was, okay. Is your advice
0: for oh them God, to be quiet? why
9: am I saying so much? So, you know, like, Joe's whole clique thing? Yeah. So I'm in, like, the group with all the boys and then me. Yeah. So I'm often just, like...
0: So to girls coming in the first year that are coming out that might hear this, what would you say? Like,
9: Don't be afraid of boys. Yeah. Like, so I've never been one of those girls that's like, oh my God, I just get on with boys better because there's less drama. You know, you know the <laughs> girls, you know the girls. But it's just like... Because they're
0: like, usually more angsty. you're like, well, you know what, I'm fine, so I can do it ball anyway. so
9: much boys, there's so much drama with boys. When you're actually in with the boys, there's so much wrong with the boys. But So
0: to you in first year, what would you say? It's all right. Ah, you're in the same place then.
9: <laughs> You'll be fine.
0: <laughs> Which is true, actually, right? But yeah, all right, good. it's fine. It hasn't fine. been a totally negative thing.
9: No, no, nothing's been negative at all. They just like they oh they argue so much.
0: I just feel like there's stuff <laughs> you're not saying because of it's usually those kids. <coughs>
9: No, no, they're not Uh, dickheads. It's just literally, I just wish they would turn their gain down by like 30%.
1: Drops the mic. (laughs) 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 Come on. Laura, hi.
15: Uh, uh, Hi, everyone. I'm Laura. Uh, advice, I think, is listen to everything that everyone has said because they have all turned into amazing, super-wise people and we are so proud of them. Um, no matter how bad it gets, we are here for you. Do not stress too much because you got this. And thank you very much to Wes and James and for the bridge, the amazing work that they have done. You've both been awesome. You've smashed it. Peace out. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Words? Any thoughts?
0: I think we should wrap up when, all, yeah, yeah. when the guy's get all right, out. You to get yeah, you want go back and Yeah, then know. me. Uh, we'll have a little bit of it.
3: <laughs>
0: you can. Hey, Connor's prompting my advice, So it's back to me, James and Connor again at the end of this. It's been an hour and a half. It's actually going to be an hour and a half. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's fine. I um, got a bit wild. Connor's prompting my advice which was the three things I had on the course which was uh, rule one was don't be a dick rule two is RTFM read (laughs) the manual which comes up a lot (laughs) in industry you'd be amazed how many people don't Do do
4: you know what's absolutely awful is I've actually used the abbreviation RTFM to like people outside of university and no one else is really kind of on board with it like to me that's still a hilarious thing. it's not about being on board it's
0: not, it's not I didn't make <laughs> <laughs> this up I know dude. you didn't invent the manual <laughs> as soon as you I'm get anywhere excited. near a media engineer Read the any the engineer fucking manual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how was that for you actually yeah, you shared some stuff and then you came back in and people were talking about stuff and that Again, was that was, touched, that
4: was a lot of people we touched on a few topics there which I felt like I I felt personally like I could contribute to yeah, and I, I really enjoyed that to be honest I think that was a good experience for me <laughs> it, was,
0: it went oddly towards representation and stuff which was yeah, great I th-
1: but
3: I think it's something that we haven't looked at and yet it's obviously affecting a lot of people and it, a lot of people are very passionate about it you see that in dissertations you see that in the films they're making and stuff like that so I think that um you know it's and i think it's a massive discussion that we've got to have i think it's really I, brave I, you said
0: that all that's Thank massive you. and i don't i don't think, think it's
3: even just in the media that we make to be fair i think it's in the way that we treat one another as well i think that that's the thing is that just sort of uh, the media is a way in which we learn about it and we experience it but the reality of it is is that i think until we hear everyone else's stories and other people get to make stories absolutely we're not actually <laughs> going to be able to work together get exactly yeah. of
4: society. Like I said, going so. back to my early point about understanding and stuff. Like I think it's good to listen. It's always good to listen.
0: Mm. But that's what I love about what you you did. A couple of things, there, man, that were huge in the space of an hour. Like you, you, you <laughs> shared an incredibly personal experience about suicide, yeah. but you didn't presume to know everybody else's stance. And no, you, never. you know, and you would never do that. Like, no. which is huge. And then other people that take up a placard tomorrow. To down with disorder of thing, fattered head style. Yeah. No, Don't absolutely. even consider that that much yeah. or haven't, haven't ever been true And then you had students talking about different experiences and you that was, you know, yeah. wow like what I mean, I've, gr- yeah. I've grown
4: up with friends with different problems and all sorts, and I've I've always been the person to like deal with other people's problems rather than burden other people with my problems as far as I'm concerned. So like I've always listened to other people and that's that's the way I'll always continue to be.
0: You have to find a middle ground all that. Not to the point of, you know, going there again and not to yeah, the no. point of not mattering yeah, again. So there's exactly a little no. bit I mean, straight, where you... Straight down the middle.
4: Yeah. I think I found a nice level playing field now. Good. Just continue <laughs> ambling on, Good whatever, man. whatever.
3: Hey, your granddad would be really proud, man. That, that was, was really an awesome fucking, thing, really so yeah. It was, really amazing. it was really amazing. We
0: won't forget his name now because of this, you know. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, yeah, it Make fun. it live on. Where's there, any advice on the, on the on the way out? Um, No. I think we've, we've covered it, right? Yeah, the guys that. did an awesome yeah. job. I would
0: yeah. say in the last thirty seconds, I don't regret anything. You know, mm. I've I, I'm considered. Uh, I don't care what people think about in terms of how I look or act in life because I never would have left that small town if I did, and that's why people confuse with me to think I'm confident, and that's why I don't like the word confident. Um, I'm from a curtain twitching town, mm-hmm. and if if I cared what they thought, I would never have left but I don't not care about people to the point I would hurt them. Mm. But nobody else has a say in how I dress or act or behave Mm. Um, because you'll end up being a certain way and that's not for everybody and that's fine, but, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Mm. there's there's an internal voice sometimes that you need to just be loyal to that will bring you to a media course or a, a creative course outside of your small towns and I think that's why a lot of our students are here. I think mean, that's why a lot of our students enjoy us. And what you've done with your course is incredible, man. As a last thing to say, I have to say, man, I'm f***ing proud of you. Like. I met you the first day in this. You were the first person I was introduced to when I got here. And Krista said, as I left her office, be a James. And I was like, I won't figure f***ing James. I'll be a f***ing Wes, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm f-ing Wes, like, But I know what she meant. And you're, you're like, what you've done is f-ing great. And you are so buzzed. And your course is like, you know, they're like... They're just to they have the to have that you know to mm. have the to have the bug man. They're like, mm. they're, and they, and they're not afraid of what's out there. I they're see. gonna they're gonna define it, and that's that's genius. And I'm not saying all of it. Of course, there's gonna be it's a course. So there's mm. yeah. there's gonna be a pocket of people that didn't quite get it, but you should be proud, man. I'm proud well, of it. I
3: am, no, I'm I'm proud. I'm proud of all of it. But I am. I, but I love being here as well. I'm Bournemouth graduate, and so it's in my vested interest that like the tradition continues that it becomes the place that you go to to do all of this stuff and I do think that we turn out better grads than most other places I love that I'm very proud of that and I think that and I think these students and the cohorts since I've been here all deserve to wear the badge in that sense so I think that's amazing I'm really really proud of them I think that what's quite interesting from my point of view is that um, we live in a quite a divided society and yet I think that both we set out to set out the bridge to kind of bridge that to some extent and I think that if we've all got a bit more of an understanding of us as human beings and whatever either students versus lecturers isn't a thing you know we're all people we're all in and, and that sense and the idea that we kind of have a we can respect one another's perspectives and differences in opinion then this is all just going to be better for us all in that sense and so i think that to some extent we've achieved that goal we've seen it tonight with like you know 20 different people in the room and, and having a great discussion that we can respect one another's differences we can sit there and have these kind of things I think that you know if we if this is the platform that we all move forward on then it's going to be a bright bright future it's really exciting I want to go to the pub
4: fantastic <laughs>